Yesterday, it got a bit drizzly outside, so I've been listening to some sad British music. Hmm. Oh, yeah? Uh, like, uh, like, like Morrissey? Like Badly Drawn Boy. Oh. You know? Okay, I imagine, like, the Dark Shadows, like, theme song or something. <laughs> well, sad and British, I just think of Robert Smith, like, just his, yeah. his body. Yeah. And his hair. Uh, I guess I've been listening to the same shit as usual. Uh, Goo Goo Dolls. A boy named Goo. <laughs> um, uh, Any band with Dishwalla. Goo in the title. Yeah. Dishwalla has been hitting the spot lately. Mm. Only that one, I only know that one song. No, yeah, that's, mm-hmm. But that's, that's all you need. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of the... Uh, I have a happy playlist. Um, and so That you never like, listen to. It's, yeah. But I was listening to it the other day, and it was Dishwalla, Goo Goo Dolls, and Third Eye Blind. <laughs> that's your happy And music. then I realized I have like 20 other playlists like this, and it, it's just all like Different 90s. titles. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that have nothing to do with the feelings that actually are yeah. provoked by listening to the playlist. Yeah, mm. I uh, uh, I, li- I re-listened to uh, uh, I've told you about the song before. Um, so there's this band called Calamine that was based in New Hampshire, and their big claim to fame was they did the theme song to one of the first Adult Swim shows. C Lab 2021. Oh, okay. Um, well, yeah. I like that song a lot. Yeah, C Lab underneath it with the right, drum beat right. going. Um, so they Great had song. they had an EP and a and a follow up like like full length album, but the EP had only six songs on it, and they're fantastic, and they're just like raw, and and um, it has the best like simple, alt indie alt guitar like lead guitar. I think I've ever heard on uh, like an independent really, independently released album. It's like very, very 90s, very, very like serves the song, but is still kind of like leady and like, like fun to listen to, like if you're into guitar stuff. Um, but when they went into the full length, I think they fired that guy because it's mm. like that element to the music was gone. So I actually really don't like they're, I think it's like called like uh, like sometimes robots or, or sad robots or something like that. Is it, and it's not good. Calamine's like full length. Well, that's a terrible title. I know. Their full length is is not good. It's 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 not what the six song EP is. Which I it's one of those albums. Like even though it's six songs, like I can listen to that all the way through every single time. It's like right, right up there with like songs for the deaf and and Weezer Blue album and 
uh, the, the handful of others that and have super that. sexy swinging sounds. Right, right. I was yeah. gonna say Astro Creep. That's, uh, <laughs> uh, that's really uh, Midnight Vultures. I like the remix one. <laughs> uh, but uh, but yeah, there, the there's cover. this one song in particular that I was listening to uh, called Astronaut, which is like, um, it's just a really slow, drawn out um, song, and it has this kind of I think it's like a keyboard. But it's just, it's like a creepy sound that's sort of like under everything. It goes like, almost like a theremin where it's like. Mm. I do like theremin noise. Oh, yeah, me too. And uh, it's all in F. And it's it's just a beautiful, sad song about a woman who misses her husband that's 7,000 million miles away because he's an astronaut. Right. When we uh, finally do make Wild Sound the movie, hmm. uh, we should hire, like, the best theremin player to Absolutely. do, like, like the, the sound of this creature. The listeners at home don't know what we're talking about, but it's a top-secret project. Well, yeah. I guess not so top-secret anymore, but... Well, I mean, I, I guess we have the option to cut it out if we want to, but... Uh, uh, so, Wild Sound is, to me, it's, it's a really important... Uh, script because it's it's really the first script that I like wrote with you both, uh, Brandon. You like you did you did as you as you often do as kind of like part of the writing process. Like you did it was like the, South Park style. Yeah, like you're the Trey Parker right. in that, and but like you know myself and Andrew were very much part of the development and yeah. like the the walls that you bounced off of to get to where it is. Um, but uh, but yeah, so so that's like our, our baby that we've had together like outside yes. of Geek USA. Uh, very personal script in ways uh, that I think only I understand, but I don't want to sound pretentious. Well, I mean, I think that there's a certain level of pretension. If you're going, if you're gonna make a, a movie, it's like if you're going, if you're going to make a feature-length movie, whether you independently produce it, whether you go to a major studio, however it's made, like there's a certain point where you can't avoid. A level of pretension because it's like it's pointless entertainment you could be saving lives but instead you're right. making this like really big elaborate project that takes a lot of people and a lot of time to make to maybe be enjoyed by hopefully millions of people yeah and you know what i could also be ruining lives because there are several people that have jobs that ruin people's lives like loan sharks yeah so I'd like to think we're in the middle, yeah. or, uh, yeah. or serial killers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. We we so, end yeah. up with a zero sum balance morally yeah. making a movie. Yeah, uh, which is beautiful. Yeah. And you know what? Fuck it. Uh, I'm just gonna pitch this. Wild Sound is about, uh, and mind you, this is all copyrighted, and uh, don't don't steal yeah, don't my shit. Yeah, 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 don't, yeah, don't, don't even don't even Yeah, go fuck yourself. I, I, find swear, you, swear to God. I swear to fucking this God. Is, it's my dream to make this movie, and if you take that away from yeah. It's a, I'll, give you, I'll give you a vague sense of what it's about. It's about a sound designer that goes out into the middle of the woods to record authentic nature sounds for a horror film. And uh, while he's out there, he uh, gets to know the town people a little bit, notices they're a little weird, and then he starts to hear strange sounds at night when he's recording his sound. And uh, he can't tell if it's someone fucking with him or if he's actually unearthing an urban legend that he uh, has <clears throat> uh, recently learned about mm -hmm. that is uh, celebrated in the town of this Appalachian 
Appalachian town. Appalachian. 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 I like I like Appalachia. Appalachia. Apple. Appalachia. You know yeah, I threw an who... Appalachia. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Uh, I think Andrew got it right. Which which I think that's how that's how the the first leader of that area was uh, like uh, uh, hired was he was the person who could throw the apple at people the hardest right. and no one wanted to fuck with him. Yeah. So. I don't know. It's a. Uh, I don't know. It's it's a uh, it's a movie me. I I do sound to make money, so it's kind of like the first thing I've written about sound, just that kind of obsession and getting lost in that world, and then uh, I had another idea for a movie that, you know, also had to deal with sound, and so I feel like sound is always going to play a big part of my writing from that one. Well, sound sound plays such a, is it's like always the unsung hero of any quality movie. Um, it's true. Like when it's when it's uh, when it's not good, it ruins the movie. When it's when it's good, you don't notice it. And when it's great, it elevates the movie yeah. like like t- ten times beyond what it was without a quality sound. If you don't notice anything about the sound, chances are that sound mixer is winning an Academy Award that year yeah. or deserves to. Yeah. Um, I will say the next movie I direct. The the camera crew can say whatever they want, like you know, oh, we're gonna we need this or we need that. But I'm like, okay, let me consult with sound first, and then you guys can work yeah. around them. Uh, like like something that I find as long as the boom can get in the shot or the boom can get in over people's heads, then we're good. Well, um, a, a thing Can't that, go any a thing that I've found very very frustrating, and I know that there's other sound people that that like agree with this, is the fact that the director will often have this like um, click with their director of photography and like the camera unit and like that relationship will make it so that like the sound guy is like this uh this like unwelcome stranger on set you know like it's not always the case and most movie sets are like are like totally you know cool and everything but there's still just like that little undercurrent of like the sound guy is like in the way yeah and his uh needs are like should never really be considered seriously because well, it's just sound. Yeah. Well, that's that's most of the DPs I've worked with. The the bigger guys are usually a bit more like they'll like, you know, like the more seasoned DPs I work with. Granted, if you're working on like a 100 million dollar movie, your options are going to be different, but if you're working on like a 500,000 dollar movie, you know, you got to get the sound while you're there cuz chances are they probably don't have a big budget for post sound. Um so it sucks when you're working with a new DP who's already got an ego, and he's just like, you know, I was working with one the other day, and we, and Phil and I were telling him, you know, we need to get this sound, and if we can't get the boom in there, you know, because they're shooting two cameras, and what always happens with that is they shoot a wide and a close-up at the same time, which is a big no-no, because uh, you got to get the boom in there, and they just assume Hell, everyone's... Hell, you got to light each... You have to light for two different angles. Yeah, Quentin and everyone's, everyone is wired. Idea. Everyone is wired, you know, unless they're swimming in a pool. Uh, but, you know, what happens if the lav gets scratchy or, mm-hmm. you know, you need options. Mm-hmm. Um, so this guy was just like, I don't know what to tell you, man. You know, sorry. He was just like, well... Like, I'm still going to do what I'm going to do. Mm. Like, not compromising at all. Yeah. And I... Like, he doesn't care about the actual movie. Yeah, Just about exactly. his portion of it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Which is pretty disgusting. 
Yeah. That's the whole point of a movie is the fact that it's a collaborative process. Yeah. The fact that it should be a movie after, like, yeah. when it's done. Well, but, it, like, the bigger DPs I've worked with will, will be, you know, because I shot on something that was shooting four cameras at once, and then the DP was actually like, wait a second, boom, is that going to, you know, fuck you up? And I was like, yes. And he's like, all right, we'll just do this, and then we'll get this shot later. And I was like, thank you. Because <laughs> it's not like you're all yeah. just in a room, like, doing solos, you know? Yeah. like. So I guess my message is to, you know, uh, future DPs out there, you know, uh, it's not just your movie. It's yeah. a lot of people's movie. Well, a movie, a, a movie is a only good <laughs> when it's firing on all cylinders. It's only, a movie is only as strong as its weakest link. So if it's like it looks beautiful, it's edited beautiful, its sound is beautiful, but its writing is dog shit, or the actors are, then it doesn't matter what they do. But that's true of any single one. Like they can have brilliant everything, but if the sound is shit, no one's gonna care. And brilliant everything except for the DP. It's like all people are gonna think about while they're watching it. You know. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. We've been there. Ugh. We know what it's like. Ugh. It's brutal. Yeah. I it's, mean, goddamn. It, it's so yeah. unforgiving to make works of art. It's weird. It's like that song. Unforgiven, two. How's that song go? Unforgiven three. Yeah. Something. Like no, I don't know. And unforgiven four. Welcome to the pizza under the stairs. I'm Brandon. I'm CB. And I'm Andrew. And uh, this is airing on Halloween, so happy Halloween. Boo. So we're going to celebrate Halloween a little early, because mm. we're, we're, uh, we're coming from the past. Although, although so we're recording Ooh. it just before, but aren't we like releasing this after Halloween? No, on Halloween. Oh, yeah, because yeah, it falls on a Monday. Yeah. <sighs> Ooh, I'm so excited. Yeah, man. and I have Monday off. Oh man, double. So, double. you know, I've not eaten very much candy this month. Mm. It that's uh, that's good to do. Good, to, yeah, good to not eat as much candy the right. older the older you get. Right. So mm-hmm. that's cool. But mm-hmm. I think like on the night, certainly I'm gonna eat a lot. I'm gonna eat candy. so yeah. much candy. That's what all Hall- the candy fill that's, all that. That's so what candy. Halloween's about is eating candy. Mm. Do you, do you guys enjoy? the miniature versions of the candy or are, yes okay i do but at the same time when you went to that one house and they gave you like whole candy bars oh you're like yeah. you always thought that neighbor was like your favorite neighbor yeah yeah yeah, yeah. so I, when i have a house like i'm gonna be the whole candy bar guy you know i do like I want everyone's parents to hate me i really mm-hmm. like the mini ones because i like the whole process of opening them mm-hmm. and i know it creates like so much more trash no, I, I, well, I yeah, I mean, well, no, no, that, that's, that's, that's a problem. You it's know, like, it's, it's like busting open a crab leg every time, you yeah. know, it's like, it's <laughs> but it also makes it easier for, did you guys, did you guys chocolate ever do inside, the, right. uh, trade skis, <laughs> trade skis of the candies? Wait, say that again. Maybe this is a thing. Trade skis? Trade skis. Well, I this mean. Boston tradition? I mean, I, I think it's a thing that you do when you did all your trick or treat sessions with your sibling. Which is what I did. I always did yeah. trick or treat yeah, with no, my brother. I, did, I, did that. I mean, for the most part, I went with my brother. But then maybe uh, when we got a little older, hmm. well, I mean, how much older can you get? But well, when did thirteen? You, when did sure. you? What was the year that you went trick or treating? That you were too old for trick or treating, but you did it anyway. The last year I went trick or treating. Right, right. How old are you? Okay, and I blame this fully, one hundred percent, on Zach Bostert. Um, he's our friend that lives in Nashville. Hmm. Uh, he, um, <laughs> I, I was done trick-or-treating <laughs> at like eighth grade, you know? Okay. 
even that's a little old, you know. I guess apparently you're supposed to stop when you're 12, but you know, 13 still another well, year. Well, there's no hard and fast rule. It's just you're still like, a kid. As soon as you have something else to as do. As soon as it looks like you shouldn't be doing it, so, you shouldn't be doing it. Yeah. Right? I think it was 10th grade. Mm hmm. Because Zach Boster... You're, like, driving from house to house. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, right? Yeah. Because Zach Boster was, like... I mean, my mom and his mom have, like, really fond memories of this. Like, seeing us... Him, like, drag me up and down the streets. Because I was like, come on, Zach. You know, what will people think? And he was like, I don't care! <laughs> We're, wait. You know, and he kept, like, wait, yelling was, at was, me. Was it Zach Boster or was it uh, uh, John Goodman? Yeah. <laughs> Based on the impression, <laughs> yeah, like, I'm pretty sure it, it was Zach Foster, but he has a great scream. Mm -hmm. It's a uh, really like growly, I guess. I don't mm. know. Okay. <laughs> but uh, based, on, I mean, we got a lot of candy, and I understood his point at the end of the night, like free candy. Yeah. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, but but the thing was, it was such a half-ass costume. <laughs> like, I think my dad had got me these luchador wrestling masks. Mm. Or maybe, I don't know. One of us had those masks. And we just put those on in, in our normal clothes and went trick-or-treating. What is the uh, most whole-ass costume you've ever had when you were trick-or-treating? In your, when, when I was trick-or-treating. So, so in your, because in, I know you've had. Not since then. I know okay. we've all had could, in our right. adult lives, like, <laughs> way better costumes like than when we were a kid. fantastic costumes amongst the three of us. But when God. you were a kid, when you didn't know any better, like, what was the best, most elaborate? Well, like, okay. I think, and I don't know, I think mine kind of, one fond memory of a costume I had coincided with Andrews, uh, which was, uh, we, he and I and another friend went as the three main characters from Idle Hands. Oh, yeah. And Andrew went as Seth Green, and his was awesome, because he made like a fake it was the bottle sticking out of the forehead. Yeah, and you had like the latex and everything. Right. It looked like legit, um, except for that that Keith guy. Uh, yeah, yeah, he, yeah. A guy said, uh, "Looked like a ketchup bottle." Yeah, and then all of his friends laughed at his joke, and I was like, "Is that was why, that, that, was that, that why you guys don't like the name Keith?" Yeah, yeah. Well, my cousin. No, I mean, okay. My cousin's name is Keith, and he's a fine, oh, yeah. fine gentleman. Yeah, I know another guy named Keith who's a good. But guy. I know most other of, people yeah. that I've met named Keith. Though. Keith is reclaiming himself because I'm meeting more and more nicer people named Keith. But uh, anyway, a guy named Keith uh, engineered our, our album. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so generally, Keith is a great name. Mm. So that's that one Keith that's bad. Though. Yeah, it's uh, you know, the one one bad apple. Blah and, blah. And blah. now he's probably fine. Anyway. Yeah, yeah, he Everybody likes us. One of my it's favorite, cool. uh, like, awkward party experiences that didn't, like, involve me being embarrassed was involved a guy named Keith, where this guy named Keith, who I think at the time was engaged to the girlfriend, was sitting next to a girlfriend. And he and he's one of those guys where he was a really great guy, and it, like, totally made sense that they were a couple together. But, like, looks-wise, he was, like, closer to six, and his girlfriend was 100%, like, nine or above. Like, like you know schlubby guy with a really cute girlfriend but they're like perfect for each other really nice guy but anyway he's sitting next to her and she's like being really cute and sitting like like kind of next to her but they're not like a couple like with their arms around each other uh -huh. and uh this uh guy at the party went up to her and just was you know a few drinks in and was completely hitting on her Ugh. and had no idea that the the guy next to her was the boyfriend mm. and he he played it off so well. Uh, Keith played it off so well because he just kind of like 
like leaned in uh, uh, without like facing it. So it just kind of like he's just like enjoying listening to this guy. And she, you know, was just. I think she had had a few drinks, so she was just being friendly back. Yeah. Like, she wasn't being, like, coy or mean or anything. She was just, like, acknowledging everything uh, he said, like, about halfway and just continuing the conversation. And uh, by the time that he was, like, getting to the point of, like, asking her for a number or, like, I think maybe he was, like, trying to get her to, like, step outside for a cigarette, like, some obvious play to get, a, like, alone with her or, like, take it to the next step or whatever, uh, everybody was around, like, filming him get uh filming this guy hitting on the girlfriend with the guy right there and like zooming in and it was like just it was a hysterical uh series of events uh that i'll always associate with a guy named keith and he was just a champ about it nice. wow so let's just say that keith is now a cool name yeah here's a i'm gonna here's t- a, tip my glass to you keith to keith yeah. to all the keiths in the world Ke- keith to keith yeah to keith to Keith, this is Keith. To Keith. Yeah. To Keith. To Keith. To Keith. To Keith. Yeah. To Keith. To Keith. To Keith. To Keith. Yeah. To Keith. To Keith. To Keith. To Keith. Yeah. To Keith. To Keith. I was the uh, uh, Eldon Hansen. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I Henson? was his Henson. I was his character uh, with the chopped up head, and then he like stuck it back on and mm-hmm. taped it with duct tape. Right. So I was that. Mm. And then our other friend was Devin Sawa. Um, uh, I don't know if that speaks for your most elaborate costume. It's gotta be. I mean, I can't really remember. And you guys went trick or treating in those. <sighs> Um, yes. We definitely walked around neighborhoods, like, yelling and yeah, stuff. Yeah, we, hmm. we, yeah. I'm pretty sure we did. <laughs> Throwing We were, like, belligerent teens paper. at that point. Because we were, we were probably in middle school, right? It was definitely middle school. Yeah. I mean, I, I definitely, I was Jason and Michael Myers. Uh, oddly, never Freddy Krueger. Um, I don't know. Yeah, they just seemed, like, uh, too sacred. Interesting. Like, uh, I never appreciated when people would dress up as Chucky. Because yeah. I'm like, well, you, you're not tiny. Yeah. It doesn't make any sense. Well, have you ever seen, you ever go to the Hollywood like Boulevard and see that guy? Yeah, but even then, he's like very big. Yeah. You know? You, know? you gotta be like, thought it was scarier. I'm when never was, into it. When I was really little, I thought the most scary Chucky would be like if they basically did Honey, I Blew Up the Kid, but for Chucky. Oh, if they yeah. did that, oh, dude, that would be incredible. Okay, true story. I totally photoshopped a fake movie poster called Honey, I Blew Up Chucky. And <laughs> That's it's totally... And, oh, my God, I remember yeah, that. Yeah, And, like, there's, like, a... Like, the poster was the the kid, and you just see his leg and legs and Rick Moranis Because his in front wardrobe of was very similar yeah. to Chucky. It's a very easy yeah. jump to make. Like, he was basically, like, a kid cosplaying as yeah. Chucky in that movie. Yeah. I totally thought that that would make a great film, mm-hmm. crossover film, Honey, mm-hmm. I Blew Up Chucky. It really would. Maybe that'll be the thing that gets uh, Rick Moranis out of retirement. What do you guys think? Should we... Oh, I think he'd only do it if he was like Drew Barrymore in Scream, like if he died in the first scene. <laughs> I want to be the first yeah, girl. Yeah. Well, yeah, that, that's what would happen. He like, Chucky kills but his oh my dad, God, the, obviously, the, the, the first the, scene. The applause that it would get the second Rick Moranis was on screen. Yeah. 
I mean, the, you, like, you don't even have to make the rest of the movie any good. You know, if you just give him that moment yeah. of like, hey, hey guys, Rick Mar- if if he if he didn't even have a line, he's like, hey guys, Rick Moranis here. Yeah. Did oh, he really? Okay. Did he like retire, or did he? Doesn't he just not even like really think I about think, it? Yeah. Well, I remember reading an article where he was like, I didn't like say like I'm never gonna act again. It just he's the, just not. He's yeah. just like, eh. Well, he. For I guess. A long I guess time. he. I guess he enjoys. Like he doesn't really enjoy movie sets, and like never really yeah. did. And then, and then understandable. He's, and he's Rick yeah, Moranis, so like he can just you know he. I I feel like he's sort of like a Canadian Bill Murray. Like he can just kind of yeah. like show up places, and people are so happy to have him oh. there. Because I think he's like a country western. Yeah, performer. he's really good yeah, too. He, he's a country artist. He, yeah, he's the kind of country I will listen to. Canadian country. I think Canadians make the best country music. Yeah. It's here, a, it's here. a great country. So why not have yeah. great country music? Shania Twain. Hmm. Uh, if Jim Carrey did music, <laughs> I bet it would be country. Yeah, I'm just trying to think of Canadians. I know. If Mike Myers made country. That would be weird. He'd probably make really good country music. Yeah, because he'd go like all out. Yeah. I feel like he would do like Scottish he, he would cop uh, Cowboy Troy's thing, but it would be like really, really good if it came from Mike Myers. Yeah, you guys know Cowboy Troy, right? I do not. No. Oh my goodness, uh, he is a uh, rapper for country music. Ew. Yeah, it is. He, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. He's, he's a black guy dressed like a uh, cowboy, so he's he's a he's a cowboy, because actually the other thing I read was like most, or maybe not most, but like. Uh, you know, when we have the image of a cowboy, like a lot of them were people of color, like like a, like more right. of them than are depicted in any of the movies. Like it, it seemed like it was like a white guy club, like based on movies, but it's like absolutely not the case. In, well, uh, of course, in, historically. Uh, so he's just dressed as a cowboy, and and by the way, he's an African American, and his name is Cowboy Troy, and he does hip hop. So, it's not hip-hop. It's just rap. Like, there's no hip-hop element to it. It's just country music, and instead of singing over it, and it's like Shania Twain-style country music, like country oh, pop. Oh, oh. Very much that, except it's a guy sort of, like, talk rapping over it. Well, I guess that's better than, like, I don't know, if it were, like, new metal but country it still sounds very unappealing. Yeah, no, no. no. I, here's and the thing: is. I love hip hop, and <laughs> yeah. I love right. Like, like hip hop is amazing, but yeah. I just don't think it should ever be blended well, with any type of well, music. Well, I love like Toby Keith. I, Keith, yeah, oh. yeah. I love that's why. Yeah, that's I why like, Toby yeah. Keith. Fucking I Toby love Keith. blue cheese, and I love chocolate, but I don't want. Blue cheese covered chocolate. Well, you're exactly. alone there, motherfucker. <laughs> that sounds delicious. Like, but like rock and metal, or like rock and rap, and uh, metal and rap, and country and rap, and uh, I don't know. Have you ever had like a successful? I mean, yeah, some people like love. Yeah, like, wild, yeah. like wildly there, successful. There's, yes. there's but, always but. going to be uh, exceptions, and I bet like the music of 2070 is going to be like like country hip hop. You know, like yeah. like that's how we will define <laughs> it. But like 50 years from now, it'll have time to have incubated and evolved into yeah. that naturally. People can turn the, that into something like I real. think the only exception and the best it can ever be is the Beastie Boys. Like, uh, of a hybrid rap group. You know, like, because they, they started off as a punk rock group. Mm-hmm. And then they got into hip-hop. And then, you know, 
some of their like sabotage. Yeah, you know that's a great song. Yeah, and then they became like sort of a like a festivaly rocky jam band kind of thing. Well, yeah, they had like t- two instrumental albums where they just jammed. What's your favorite Beastie Boys album? Uh, check your head. I don't know. I don't even know enough of their stuff. To oh, you have to get album. into their catalog, man. I mean, like I have uh, Hello Nasty. Hello so, Nasty. So that amazing. one is probably it because I've listened to that whole but, thing. But rightfully, like that is an amazing album. So I would say that that's <laughs> probably my second favorite. I have to go with the last one. Hot Sauce. Hot Sauce Committee Part Two was amazing. That's my third favorite. I think uh, it just. I think the reason it usurped it is because that I feel like was except for maybe Check Your Head. I feel like that was the only one that fl- each song flowed into the other yeah. so that the whole album is an experience. I feel like yeah. they really uh, didn't accomplish that outside of when they worked with the Dust mm. Brothers on Check Your Head. Man. Was it Dust Brothers? Yeah, it was Dust Brothers. Yeah, Hot Sauce Committee Part 2, which apparently they recorded a Part 1 or where they were like struggling with finishing it. Yeah. But it exists. Yeah. And then, you know. Yeah. Well, when, as soon as as soon as the uh, as soon as they need more money, they'll they'll release those those unfinished. Which will tracks. be never. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, check your head. I think I don't know that song. Uh, so what you want is just I think one of the best songs. Oh ever yeah, that made. organ. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's just so like <laughs> slow and heavy. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know. Mm. It's just, and the video like kicks fucking ass. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they just went out into the woods. It's great. Yeah, I don't know, but like their first album, "Licensed to Ill," you know, that's just like, I feel like they're just kind of doing like what, like they're doing their thing, but at the same time, it's kind of like they're new and they're like, you know, they have producers and I don't know, like "Fight for Your Right." I don't need to hear that song again. Yeah, uh, <laughs> Paul's Boutique though, Boutique, mm-hmm. Paul's Boutique. I have a I have a hard time pronouncing words. Um, is it's uh, a good thing you do I, a that. That's, uh, I guess, the universally uh, most liked album of theirs. Well, it's fascinating in that it's a legally impossible movie to make now. Like, because of that album in particular, they had to sort of re-examine how sampling laws worked and Mm -hmm. how it came out after that process. What was their big song from that album, though? Because I feel like that's their, like, Pinkerton uh where it's like really like intense um well hey ladies is like the oh, big yeah, hey hit from it um yeah with the with the cowbell and the yeah yeah well check your head still my favorite okay. but hello nasty second but mm-hmm. hot sauce committee like almost second yeah. 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 yeah yeah anyway what do you say we uh take a quick break <laughs> sounds good <laughs> all right we'll be right back I'm not fucking going. Well, I was the person who forgot the keys in the truck, so I'm not going to go out there because it's my fault that we're in this situation. Hey, where should I put the beer? Uh, it's cooler over there. All right. I got, uh, I got all this light beer. I got all this full-flavored beer. Got some, uh, margarita mix that's already pre-made. Ooh. Some, uh, some Mai Tai mix, you know, for the ladies. Wait, so you have the mixes. Do you have any hard liquor? Uh, well, the, the, the margarita mix is uh, pre-mixed. Mm-hmm. I got it at the, the supermarket. And did you uh, also bring the mixtape? 
I did. I did. All Def Leppard and Poison. So we're all set for that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. but we're not all set because someone needs to go out and get fucking firewood. Oh, you should have told me. I was just at the convenience store getting all this, this booze. Oh. Uh, well, uh, that's okay. You can still go get it. You just have to go out into those dark woods over there. Uh, okay. Well, yeah, I guess my car is parked right out front, so. Yeah, yeah. Um, so here's, here's, uh, an axe. Oh, wait. Where did the axe go? It's not here. I'm sure it's outside somewhere. I'll get in my car and find it. Hey, guys! <laughs> there's like a, there's this cabin outside. And there's like these uh-huh. uh there's these uh these like crazy naked ladies dancing inside of it. Uh-huh. And they're uh they're they're just like dancing around this candle uh-huh. and oh wait, one of them's signaling for me to come in. Uh-huh. Hey, you know what? I'll catch you guys later. You guys uh just just hang tight and uh I'm gonna go hang out with these these I'll be right back. No, you you gonna do that. What happened to Jeremy? So, uh, I fired up uh, the old internet dating site again. Oh, yeah? Oh, yeah. Is it to remain uh, anonymous or is it. uh... Just, uh, you know, just to see. You know? No, I mean, like. Oh, no, no, no. It's it's like a legit. It's like a a date. You know, it's like a. I'm not gonna say which dating site. Okay, that's yeah. You're yeah, not, yeah. So I, you're, I won't put. I won't put it out. You, you yeah. won't. You won't confirm that it's Tinder. No, it's not. Well, it's not Tinder. Ooh. But okay, so I so I fired it up again. I'm back on the market. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm looking through my matches. You know, liking. Well, you're trying to get the algorithm to conform to mm-hmm. what it is that. How I'm, much time between likes do you think? How much time are you spending assessing each individual one? I mean, I, I, I read the, the whole thing and their whole spiel and, you know, uh, ch- check them out and stuff. But anyway, so there's a uh, one, one uh, lady in particular. She, <laughs> she, um, she messages me mm. and is like, hey, uh, you know, Think you're, I think you're cute. I checked her out her profile. It's a very, very bare bones profile. Mm-hmm. Uh, she has some pictures of herself, mm-hmm. but not too much uh, as far as information. Mm-hmm. But she was like, "Hey, email me later, and we'll uh, we'll talk about stuff." Nice. And I was like, "Okay, fine. Uh, I'm intrigued." So I did, and I said, "Okay, sent you an email." And then she uh, dresses herself as like a goddess. You know? She she addresses herself? Addresses herself as a goddess. Okay. And then tells me that I have to do the same in addressing her. And she keeps calling me a slave. Okay. And oh. she's like, if you want this to continue, you have to, like, tell me what it is that you would do for me, slave. You know? Oh, God. So she wants a relationship based entirely in role play. Well, so I was, like, sitting there looking at the email... Thinking like oh, I could just not email her back, yeah. but I decided to email her back. Nice. And, and I told her exactly what I would do as her slave, uh-huh. which was just you know anything that she would ask, uh, you know, in her presence, like on yeah. her hands and knees, that, that sort of thing. Mm. Um, and she emailed me back and said, uh, hey, "Well, you seem interesting. How about you go to this website and sign up for this thing?" Oh. And I was no. like. <sighs> 
So I went to the website, <laughs> and uh, it's an alternative lifestyle uh, website Ooh. for uh, bondage uh, sadomasochism. Oh, okay, oh. so it's a BDS. Right, right, right. And uh, I got about as far, because she gave me, like, thorough instructions, mm -hmm. you know, and I have to, like, put our names together as my, like, my username. Interesting. And I have to tell people that she's training me as her slave. Yeah. Ooh. You know, that sort of thing. And I was okay. like, yeah, okay. All right, like, I'm re-intrigued. I've, I've never, done no anything, longer... uh, never done anything like this. But, uh, you know. It's the 90s. I'm just seeing, you know, what's out there. So, uh... <laughs> She gave me this whole list of things to do, which included, like, signing up for this website. And I was like, ah. So I got about as far as, like, the $20 a month thing mm -hmm. for the website. And mm -hmm. I was like, oh. <laughs> yeah. Nope. Sorry, lady. <laughs> you know, like, if you... I would rather have, like, just gone to wherever you were and have you, like, stomp on my testicles with your high heels and <laughs> yeah. call me, like, a piece of shit. Right. Than pay $20 a month to, like, talk <laughs> right. through, through for, for any online website service. You know, I mean, yeah. like, goddamn. Yeah. <laughs> like tell us w which one is into did this she, more did you know she, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> did she respond did she respond to you as soon as you she, said well, no yeah she like really like tried to get me to like sign up you know like yeah. after that it was like a few emails of like come on baby it'd be so great so you was know? she like just working for this company then or yeah, was she has actually, to be yeah has of course to be part of, course. of the marketing for that and company. I'm like oh I wish that you were just like a real BDSM person you mm -hmm. know like that's Oh, shame. Now, now, despite the fact that you didn't actually like start the relationship there, um, and I'm assuming that you haven't already, which you may have, and maybe this is too personal, but like, do you feel as though that experience opened your eyes to the whole BDSM world? Do you want in on that? Not necessarily, but uh, you know, I'm not, a, I'm not opposed to. I'll do like goddamn anything, really. Mm -hmm. uh, you heard it, lady. You, you know, I mean, like, I'm not like. Uh, I'm not like clutching my like my like my, my collar and mm -hmm. like oh my word you know I I, I feel like I'm up for uh, just about anything. You're you're liberal. Yeah, I see you as like I think that you would make a great like uh like if if the if the dominatrix that you were like uh uh, uh slave to right uh like I imagine her being like Jabba the Hutt and mm -hmm, like you're mm -hmm. the little monkey creature. Yes. Uh, just like laughing, uh, cackling at like everything she says and does and just sort of like being by her side, like hunched, like maybe naked with like just a little like chain around. Right. Like, I feel like that would be the most you, I, I ha can picture. Yeah. 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 And I would be getting pleasure from that. Yeah. Supposedly, you know, like yeah. that's, that's yeah. fascinating to me. Mm hmm. Do you think you'd have a gimp mask? Would you go gimp mask or no gimp mask I if would, she gave you the choice? I would absolutely go gimp mask. <laughs> My God. Like, uh, it, well, I was just, like, thinking about it after the we finished the emails back and forth, you know? And I was like, wow, that, like, total, like, surrender of power is really fascinating to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll keep I'll keep you guys posted. Though. Hey man, well, yeah, I, you're I, in I'm, your 30s now. It's a new. I'm comfortable new, with me. You know, it's a new journey. Like, do you, man? I mean, it, I find I, you. I, I feel like I feel like the 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 cost of it might be prohibitive, but like I know that there's basically well, you could like do some do it yourself. Well, well, there's BDSM. Like, they're like they are they are set up the same as brothels. However, they they function legally because they do like everything but the sexual act, and they're yeah, like right. BDSM focused, and they're so like. I, I once worked with uh, a butcher who legally worked as uh, someone who worked at one of those places. I, I filmed. At, I did a music video with Swagger Splash, 
and uh, I, I was in it, and we filmed in like a dominatrix like building. Mm -hmm. Oh wow! Yeah. yeah. With, and it had like all the real tools. There. It was just the weekend and nobody was there. Did you touch anything? Yes. No. Oh. But you know, it's all sanitized. Uh huh. I mean, like, smelled like, I mean, smelled yeah. like bleach. Uh, okay. Huh? Anyway. Oh, okay. <laughs> Imagine the politicians that go there. Oh, yeah. Just oh. like the mayor. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Well, I, I imagine. <laughs> here for my flogging. <laughs> I imagine <laughs> people like, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I imagine, like, uh, yeah, the most, like, powerful, but, like, I imagine, I imagine, like, really, really powerful men that are uh, terribly unattractive. And I'm not saying that because I'm, like, trying to denigrate uh, people who are into BDSM, but I feel like uh, the people who, like, really, really dive in and, like, are lifelong guys, like, that's, that the abuse that they take for their pleasure has to wear on them whereas whereas somebody who's more into vanilla sex and like it's kind of just like like forward thrusting and there isn't a lot of like purchases and there's not a lot of like hours and hours of being chained you know what i mean like i feel like uh like a pow is going to like look worse for wear than a soldier that was you know that was on the front lines but like not injured or uh or like in a cell for years at a time you know that like <laughs> that stretch right. of time when they're older is gonna like make them look like older and grosser so like bdsm guys i think on average <laughs> are going to be worn like, uglier yeah more worn out on the contrary you're, you're, you're quite refreshed after no I don't <laughs> yeah. yeah well uh, i mean i do hear that uh people who are more uh, who are into uh like bdsm and like more alternative sexual practices are generally like more sexually healthy than people who are vanilla because they've like they they've they've sought time to like more better understand their sexual relationships right. and they put more thought into it because they have to as opposed to people who just kind of like don't even think about it and and don't do anything interesting other than what's the most interesting thing of all a big problem. Full vaginal insertion. A big problem of it for me is the seriousness. Mm -hmm. Like, uh, I don't think I would be able to stop from giggling mm. throughout like much of the uh, abuse. Mm -hmm. You know. Mm -hmm. And they don't allow giggling. I mean, like you gotta be. You know, you gotta. Be like, yes, goddess. Yeah. Whatever. You yeah. Know, you know, it it you, seems like it should be like a serious affair. I mean, yeah, everybody's yeah, like dressed no. up for but it. But I don't know if I would if I would be able to help from cracking up sometimes. Well, maybe you should do like clown BDSM, where oh, yeah, like yeah. giggling is required. I'm dressed as a clown, <laughs> and they're doing they're dressed as whatever. I see um, you as like a sad mime, like a hobo clown. Yeah, yeah hobo, yeah, yeah. like the the clown that rides the bus to uh, right, right, uh, Santa Monica. And you got a butt flap, and like it's down. Yeah, you got stubble constantly. That's that's my costume. Yeah, this year. I'm gonna have the butt flap. Just my exposed ass for the <laughs> oh, entire. Yeah. Where party. are you guys going? At, you know, <laughs> hard transition, but like, <laughs> what? What, uh, what are you guys going as this year? For well, I'm throwing a Halloween. We're Andrew and I are throwing a Halloween party. Ow! I've been pretty dead set on being Steve Christie, the head counselor in the first Friday the Thirteenth movie. <laughs> Yes, and I still hope that you are doing that because um, that's the best costume ever. So the only ever. Th the only thing that's kind of preventing me from doing it is to do that. I have to wear like really thick wool socks and work boots, and that's actually a problem for me still. Oh wow! Yeah. You could just uh, you could just kind of go barefoot, or I could just suffer that night and then like thoroughly like 
like cleanse my feet, but I'm just so worried that I'm going to be like itchy the whole night and like not be able to enjoy how awesome my costume mm. is. Well, but I might just man up and do yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, just it's one night. Yeah. It's just one night of your life. And it, and, it, and it's true. And I like I've, I've been international. I've been like doing shows outside of the country where people really don't give a shit about Halloween. Uh so like this is one of my first years uh in a long time where I get to I get to really enjoy the holiday. So yeah. I, I didn't do anything last year for Halloween. I can't imagine not giving a shit about Halloween. Yeah. I was working last year. It's broken my heart every time. That's terrible. Yeah. Um, yeah, well, I didn't do anything last year either, but I, I mean, I watched like scary stuff. Yeah, yeah, but that's just like a night and a day yeah. in the, the life. Stuff. I've been doing that all month. A night in the life. I feel like that's the that's the that's the Halloween tradition you enjoy the most. Or I enjoy the most is like watching uh, Halloween movies or, or horror movies all month for the whole month, right? Yeah, yeah. choosing your like scary book to read. Mm-hmm. You know? What? Uh, where are you going as Andrew? I, I'm I'm having a hard time, but I think uh, I'm gonna do something clowny. Nice, you know. But nice I have like a specific uh, clown image in my mind, and the uh, the red makeup on the the face. You know, I'm just gonna use fake blood for it for that. Nice. So it'll be like a clown, but like fucked with up with blood. Yeah, and, you know. Uh, Clowns as we know them. There's like a specific image though in my head that yeah. I that I can see that I'm gonna make happen. Yeah. Mm. Well, I'm sure it'll be. It'll be. F- it'll be fun. Mm. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Cool. Well, if you go as a clown, I mean, are you going to? If you're going as a clown, are you then going to, uh, uh, like, go to parking lots and have people like tweet? That they saw a clown. Okay, I don't know if it'll just. I don't. I don't know if it'll be like a clown clown. I think it'll be like as if someone were murdered, and then mm. using their blood, somebody like painted them into a clown. Mm. Okay, know? gotcha. You know that that sort of image. Yeah, okay. so I've seen that before. You know. No, no. <laughs> I'm not. Every time I close my eyes. <laughs> but uh... but but you know from this Halloween on, every time you close your eyes, it will that image will pop up because hopefully it will it'll be terrifying. So so is it is it your own blood or it's the it's a victim's blood? Oh, uh, that's uh, open for interpretation. Okay. Uh, to the party guests. Yeah, you don't want, you know. I don't nice. want to give away the ending. That's yeah. a that's a nice icebreaker right there. <laughs> yeah. What are you? <laughs> and uh, well, I'm, I mean, I'm not going as anything nearly as cool as that. But uh, well, I mean, like going so as sure uh, you are. going as Jim Carrey from the Cable Guy. Yeah. Now, now, uh, it's it's a great movie. It's a great character. It's a great costume idea. Um, it has been how many years since Cable Guy came out? Twenty. Twenty. Is it? Is it Almost the twentieth? Nineteen. It, so it's not even quite. It's not like in an anniversary. I'm episode. a nineteenth anniversary guy. So it's, yeah, for the nineteenth anniversary. So so that that's that's what I'm saying. Like why? Like what made that like lock in for you? Because it is like it's it's that's it a good is question. such an obscure. Uh, reference to make in 2016. Oh, you know what? No, I think it was uh, my girlfriend was saying, you guys should go as Jim Carrey characters. And I was like, well, I already did Lloyd Christmas. And she was like, you should go as Ace Ventura. And I was like, yeah, but there's going to be like like every other guy. There's going to be, be 10 Ace, Ace Ventura's yeah, yeah, yeah. there. <laughs> yeah, and I, yeah, I didn't want to do that. So I was like, okay, let me pick some more obscure Jim Carrey movies because she's on to something in that, that, you know, I'm, I love Jim Carrey and I love obscure costumes. Right. 
Uh, so I was like, liar, liar, but I didn't have enough money to buy a nice suit. Um, and then uh, there was Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind, but that felt like that was too deep. If I was just in a corner crying all night. Well, you know. <laughs> um, I mean, I think that we all have like really solid choices, but I'm going to just play devil's advocate right here. Ooh, if you're Al Pacino from Devil's Advocate. Yes. Ooh. And so would be Keanu Reeves, right? He was yeah. in that? Yeah, yeah, And I'll be, uh, uh, Kath, uh, 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 Charlize Theron. Yeah. I'll be Charlize Theron. Anyway. Uh, but I was gonna, I was gonna <laughs> say, like, could we pick, uh, and the first one I'm thinking of is Jeff Daniels, but, like, should we do a thing, like, like the, P, uh, uh, the Philip Seymour Hoffman year? Like, that was such a cool idea, just yeah, to, like, that, go that as was, different... Okay, no, 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 no. So, in my adult life, that is the best costume yeah, I've ever had, a... and that I think... It's always, whenever so actually, Andrew's I don't know if costume anybody, I don't know if it's everybody about We bounce best. off each other, Yeah, yeah, and we're always a, a, a team. Like, so the in, Dumb and Dumber year. What was it, 2013 Martin. that you did that? Yeah. Was it? Uh, yeah, 2012. 2012. It was right so, after Geek USA. So in 2012, you guys uh, were uh, came as uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman from What and What? So Brandon was uh, Truman Capote. Yeah. That's right. And I was, um, what is it, Scotty uh, J? Yeah, his character from, from Boogie, uh, Nights. Boogie Nights. Boogie Nights, yeah. And so I basically like uh, got <laughs> so beyond fucked up. Yeah. At the party, <laughs> and uh, I, I just kind of sat like on a couch uh, with like sunglasses on, and just kind of like dribble, dribble, you know, just kind of like yeah. falling over and like. Uh, you were just looking down, going "fuck it." Yeah, yeah, I was crying to myself and stuff. And uh, a girl that was there was like, uh, "Are you really fucked up, or are you just acting?" And I was like, "I'm acting." And, and you just started fake. But no, I was indeed <laughs> very, very fucked up. It I was, got, it, was uh, it was bad. I got. Almost blacked out that right. night. Uh, I was drinking scotch, I think, the whole night. Oh, yeah, because, you know. Yeah. <laughs> like, and But I actually dyed my hair strawberry blonde for the event. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It was more of an actual... It was a good look for you. Yeah. You know, it, it kind of remind, like reminded me of, uh, of uh, John Lee Miller. Thanks, man. When you were, yeah, when I can see like that. that. Oh, we should, should have gone as hackers. Oh. It's not oh, too man. late, guys. Like, I know we might. Well, I, know I mean, we I got a bunch ideas. of like egg cartons I, in the. In I already the, bought we can my spray paint them black and put them on our shoulders and stuff. Ooh. Well, I already bought my cable guy costume, which was just you know the one the coverall. Mm -hmm. But uh, I yeah, I don't know. it costs like twenty five bucks. I have to commit now. All right. Oh yeah. All right. If you're yeah. twenty five bucks in, then yeah, yeah, you, can't, yeah. you can't abort that. You know right? how it is. Yeah. No. No. Because what, what else am I gonna? Because I'm not gonna I'm not gonna spend twenty bucks on a BDSM. Uh, website subscription, so I'm right. Uh, you know, if right. Yeah, so there's no way. Bucks. I mean, come on. You know, a month? Are you kidding me? When I can just look at BDSM stuff like for free. Well, the other thing is like, I it's it has nothing to do with BDSM as a lifestyle, but people who run BDSM websites, I'm not yet comfortable. I'm not yet comfortable enough with my sexuality to trust them with my credit card. Yeah, well, you know, I mean, I just, I'm not into it. I'm, I'm into like, it. they can whip me all they I'm want. I'm into, like, if, I, if it organically happens, you know, yeah. I'm, like, down. Like, I, but my, I'm like, I'm not just gonna like pay the pay the fee up front. Yeah. It feels like it should that should remain a cash-only business to me. I don't me. like it. You I don't want any like, real paper trail. Bucks back or? Yeah. <laughs> like a mom-and-pop operation. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to my mom-and-pop's BDSM operation. <laughs> uh, uh, a mom-and-daddy and, and daddy. 
Yeah. Wait, yeah, which I guess. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Like, got us enslave a yeah, there establishment. Yeah, establishment. <laughs> uh, I really like that silver chair song, Slave. Mm. <laughs> Word. Yeah. It's a good. It's a good one. It's a. Uh, it's nice. It's nice when you know what. Actually, it's nice to talk about uh, slavery and not have to uh, talk about the tough racial relations that are happening in our country right now. You know, it's nice to disassociate the two for just a second. Yeah, just sexual slavery. That's the good one. <laughs> we'll be right back. <laughs> <laughs> Mischief, romance, undeniable terror. These are just a few words to describe Arthur K. Mulberry's terrifying new motion picture. The Living Cock. Part man. Part chicken. All villain. Starring Marjorie Bettingsworth, Cockney Jameson, and Merle Ivings as The Living Cock. soon to a Nickelodeon near you. So I, uh, you know, not that this is something I have not said before, but I watched all the Scream movies today. Like all all in a row? Yes. Oh, I was cleaning the apartment a bit, and I was like, well, I'm going to watch all the Scream movies while I do it, because it'll take all day. So there's four. It's a good way to spend a day. There are four Scream films, so that's eight hours of solid entertainment. Good God. Yes. Well, I love... Scream so much that, and mind you, this is a movie where people are getting murdered and terrorized mm-hmm. uh, over a almost twenty year span, and yeah, uh, I want to exist in this world more than anything in ever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm deeply in love. Well, I remember uh, with Scream, the, the uh, but not the TV series. No, fuck the that. TV series can go to fucking hell. And please quote me. Hmm. Well, yeah, fuck I, that show. My, uh, my Godfather, um, a baptized Catholic, and and he's and he's Catholic. He's full Catholic. And um, there was one time I went with him to the. Uh, oh gosh, I can't remember the the name of it, but it's like the biggest cathedral in New York. And it's just, it's like one of the oldest churches, uh, like Catholic cathedrals in, in the United States. And it's, you know, it's just like a kind of a, like a Catholic Mecca within the United States. And I went with him the first time he went there and, you know, he was just like very emotional. Um, and, uh, and, you know, just like it was, it was such like a spiritual, like completion. And, um, and I think I know where you're going with it. And I feel as though, uh, that's how exactly how you looked when you went to Healdsburg. Yes, exactly. Right, right. Yes, when uh, okay, so Healdsburg. Um, I went there by myself first, just like spontaneously one weekend, just to scout it out. Yeah, just I just went there by myself for one day, really one night. I stayed at a Motel Six in Petaluma, 
And then I spent the first day evening. I tried to get there early. I got there by like five. So I had like the whole afternoon and evening. And I was trying to look for Stu Mocker's house. I couldn't find it. I was so pissed off. And at one point I thought they maybe even like demolished it and rebuilt it. But I could not find it. And then the next day I gave it one more shot. And I found it. And it was like, you know, on that. It was like, it's like the last house down this road overlooking the bay. And, you know, once you see it, you know it's that house. <laughs> mm-hmm. And um, and then I went to Hillsburg and went to the fountain, you know, the whole town square of Woodsboro. Back at the police station. And, of course, immediately I was just like, fuck, I want to live here. Mm-hmm. Um, but I didn't really get to experience it. I didn't go to any wine tastings or anything until I went with Andrew the first time. And then we did that. And then we went with you, Which TV. was fantastic. And that was, well, yeah, that was an amazing time where we just all went around. Um, but uh, the first time I went with Andrew, uh, we, I don't think we anticipated, we weren't planning on going to any of the wine tasting rooms. Right. But, you know, we saw that they existed and we're like, oh, there's like mostly just tasting rooms here mm-hmm. and then we're like oh yeah like this isn't just scream town but it's wine town uh so we you know just start and one thing led the next and we had gone to like four of them and uh we were pretty uh toasted yeah, wasted uh and you know i'll admit we uh you know i'm alive but and i don't condone uh I you know be safe, make good decisions. But uh, we went driving. Yeah, we drove drunk. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> or you know, maybe like the borderline. It's a, it was okay because everybody else was doing the same yeah. damn thing. Yeah, so. yeah. We it's it's a it's a weird it's a weird culture uh, of uh, drinking and driving. Uh, don't drink and drive. Don't drink. I don't, and yeah, drive. please. I know, for I know the love of God. I know. Don't. I know. Some people have like horrific stories, and I uh, uh, deeply apologize if this offends you. Uh, but. Uh, I don't imagine you're listening to this podcast. If you well, were, but... I mean, I mean, I do, I do know that the next time that we go, uh, part of the reason that we did that was because like we could only afford to like live, uh, or we could only afford a hotel that was like a town away. Like we couldn't afford Petaluma. To live. We, yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, we stayed in Petaluma is a great town. It's like uh, the working class town of Napa Valley. Yeah. Um. Yeah, we, we stayed, uh, the two times I went up with Andrew, we stayed at Motel 6, and then with you, it was, like, some, like, uh... Other... Yeah, like, <laughs> I don't know, Roadway I, Motel. Yeah, <laughs> it, it was, it, it felt very, like, uh... People just grilling out in the parking lot. Yeah, yeah, well, you know, it felt like the hotel in, uh, No Country for Old Men. It was, yeah, it right, was exactly like right. that. The Nor- but, you know, the NorCal version. We're just yeah, trying yeah. to sleep, you know. We're not trying to enjoy the hotel all day. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, no, no, no. We got we got in and out of there like super quick. Yeah, I, but I think we we got there at night ish, and then we went down to Petaluma and uh, ate uh, that at that pizza place. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, to bring pizza into this the conversation. Northern yeah, wasn't it Chicago, Chicago pizza, style Chicago pizza. style pizza in, in NorCal? Yeah. Uh, and it was a good time. It was really good. Yeah. And I think we had something to drink, probably, and uh, a few beverages here and there. And then the next day, we went to Hillsburg, Scream Town, again, mm-hmm. and um, we found the police station that time. Right. We did. So that was that, the new to thing. To me, that was the highlight, because that was the thing that, because I, I, I must admit, I'm ashamed to say, I'm like, I love the Scream movies, but I don't as much as you guys. Uh, 
Uh, Thank you for listening to the pizza. No, <laughs> uh, but like so, so for me, like I hadn't seen the movies like a million a million times, so I wasn't able to instantly recognize everything. But I was able to recognize the back of the police station. Yeah, like, I'll send you a copy. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's um, kind of like uh, my love for Scream is just so deep, and I mean, I I I know Star Wars fans understand. Like, I've met some Star Wars fans that, like, know stuff about Star Wars that was never even in the fucking movie, you know, like, or the script, you know, like, just like, well, okay, so I'm, I'm, I'm not, I'm, I'm going to sort of, like, challenge you on, on you. I don't on, know, I'm kind of just talking, but, no, like, no, 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 <laughs> I, because I, 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 I know that you're going to be able to rise to this occasion, but, like, what does Scream, like, uh, how does Scream inform your everyday life? Like how, like what lessons totally do we learn with from... everything? Okay, uh, but like in in what way? Like how does it resonate with you? Like describe what is what is significant about Scream and the series? That... Uh, Self awareness, which I feel like yeah. I'm usually paying attention to what I'm doing, mm-hmm. even if I don't like it. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, humor. Yeah. And I like scary shit. And, and, and I see, I see the humor in horror mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and everyday life. Um, pop culture references. Pop culture. I mean, that's like yeah. part of the. Uh, part well, I do the, think part of the meta. Thing. The nineties. The, the thing that stands out to me in Scream is the fact that I think it's the it's it really is one of the, the movies music. that most deftly blends uh, comedy and horror. Like it yeah. both happens at the same time. It right. usually kind of has to like go back and forth. Yeah. But Scream does both at the same time very, very fast. Because you have horror comedies like Idle Hands mm-hmm. or Killer Clowns from Outer Space. Mm-hmm. But those, like... Those are comedies. Yeah. You know? But Scream is a horror film that... It's like a horror film, a serious horror film. It's like when a you... A slasher film. When you mm-hmm. watch it by yourself a lot, like, you know, we both have done. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, we, I mean, you know... Uh, it's hard to remember how funny it is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But then, like, you go to see a screening of it, and, like, everyone's, like, on the floor, la- like, rolling around. Because yeah. it's so funny. Yeah. yeah. And it's, it's really it's amazing. Time. I it's mean, a... Henry Winkler's in it. Yeah. And you, like, you don't even yeah. f- realize it. The whole scene where uh, Matthew Lillard's like, my mom and dad are going to be so bad yeah. at me. Like, you forget, I... like, that exciting, like, yeah. laughter. But in the theater, you know, I remember... I. You know, seeing it in the theater and everyone was just like having such a goddamn good time. Yeah. Well, I think it's scariest on its first go when you don't and know what's yeah, happening. It's you scary don't know too. Exhilarating. That opening scene is soul crushing. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. you know, devastating. Yeah. Drew Barrymore is. But it's is got beautiful. a little humor in it. Yeah. Like at the beginning, you know, like yeah. you laugh a little bit, and then you you gr- you get to care about this character, and then she dies, and then you're like, fuck. There's so many subtle little jokes, like so, like so subtle, that you don't even pick it up on the first. But go. that to me is the most brilliant thing about Wes Craven, and you know, when you're in a theater, if something is just scary the whole time, you're just on edge and like, I don't know, it, you're never comfortable. But with these movies, like Scream, you get to laugh a little bit, and that kind of, that makes the scary parts even more fun. I don't know. I don't know if that makes sense, but it's like you get you get so worked up, and then there's like the 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 comedic resolution. Yeah, and where everybody goes like, <laughs> okay, yeah. you know. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't yeah, know. it's like uh, like uh, salted caramel. 
you know, a little mm-hmm. uh, saltiness to your sweetness. It's kind of like putting uh, hot sauce on a peanut butter sandwich. Yeah, 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 exactly. It's it's both at the same time, but better. Ketchup and mayonnaise. Yeah. <laughs> Sriracha and mayonnaise. There you go. Yeah. Like you're like, oh, oh. <laughs> Dijon and peanut butter. <laughs> but it's like serious though. You're like you're it's you're not like laughing at someone like taking a dump like you know, but it's like clever humor. So it's not relatable. So it's not Dumb and Dumber. No, it's not Dumb and Dumber. But, but it's uh, uh, that's a that's an amazing film also. Though, yeah, yeah, so. in yeah. its own way. And there's well, there's nothing scary about Dumb and Dumber. I think that's the, there's thrilling elements because it's it's a thrill it's a comedy that like uses the uh, the 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 dramatic beats of a of a thriller like a pot boiler. They both have that Nick Cage or Nick Nick Cage. They, song. they okay. both have Nick Cage. <laughs> okay. Everything Dumb and Dumber and Scream have in common. They both have that Nick Cave song in it. Red mm-hmm. right hand. They mm-hmm. both have the same director of photography. Oh yeah. 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 Um, well, I tell you that that scene where he's on the toilet and when she says the toilet's not working, the horror movie music yeah, yeah. on his face is is the best. Oh, yeah. it's so funny. And they both don't have Nick Cage in it. Yes, correct. Yeah, correct. Yeah. Wait. No. Yeah, you're right. Wait. <laughs> no, no, no. I am right. But um, yeah, Scream. It's just uh, the perfect blend of everything. They. What's the best food you've ever eaten in your entire life that you remember? Like, certainly there's something that you've eaten that has been like, you think about it a lot. You know what? I do have it. I one time ate this, like, blue cheese chicken salad in a botanical garden in South Africa. And it was incredible. That, to me, is scream. But it wasn't like a blue cheese chocolate bar. No, <laughs> no, I, uh, I now wish it was. <laughs> ah, blue cheese. I guess uh, some of the the better sushi I've had is probably I would consider like the best food I've ever eaten. You know, made but, by like Jiro or whatever. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Sea urchin. Uh, sea urchin. I'm not a huge fan of sea urchin. Uh, me either. I I didn't the first time, but I then I had like, it's like a drinking, different kind. Just drinking seawater is pretty much what it feels like. <laughs> it's uh like yeah, like eating a salty cat tongue. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I guess uh, maybe the pasta I had in Bologna, Italy. Mm. But prob- did you have any Bologna in Bologna? <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, today's National Bologna Day. Uh, is it really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So if you want to fry up a Crazy. some bologna sandwiches after this, yeah, I'll pass. Yeah. I actually hate bologna. <laughs> Fine. I but. used to eat bologna uh, sandwiches like crazy when I was a kid. It was bologna a sandwiches? It was a total uh, go-to for me. A bologna cheese sandwich with a shit ton of mayonnaise with on it. With a shot of vodka. Just a... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just a, sh- a chaser and a shooter uh, of pure vodka. You take the shot and then you eat the whole sandwich really quickly. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Yeah, sandwich chaser. Just do that all night. Yeah, (laughs) but uh, I guess point being, scream is like (laughs) eating a a blue cheese uh, dish thing that you were talking about in South Africa, botanical garden, South Africa. Yeah, yeah. Hell yeah, brother. Uh, That's how I feel. Is that this uh, Wes Craven and Kevin Williamson being the chefs? 
Mm-hmm. I guess mm-hmm. everyone was a chef in their own way, but you know, I think there's a real chef. there's a real collaborative spirit to that movie that you yeah. can feel. Oh, yeah. It's yeah. like it was very well thought about. I mean, you watch some horror movies and you like the director's just like, oh, "Fuck it, tits and ass and more blood on the tits." Misogyny, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> more blood on the tits. But Wes Craven, like, he respects people, and he and. Uh, he just was very socially aware and a very smart man. And he talks about his movies as if they're like deep, yeah. personal works of art, which is like really fascinating. I also like that, like his previous films, he like kind of attempted, always attempted uh, to blend uh, horror and parody, uh, and like it's not that he didn't get it right. Or anything like you know the nightmare and uh, it's self-aware. Yeah, it, there, it's always had that, but it's like Scream was sort of his, uh, like the time that he really got like all all the elements in place like perfectly. Well, like when he started making yeah. movies, it was like all exploitation movies coming out anyway. You know, so like his movies were exploitation movies, right? Yeah, like, there's a very yeah, B movie. Right, there's right. a B movie quality to all his movies. So it was like that aesthetic with his like you know anti-war like anti-white people, <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know, like agenda. It was, but I, I'm really into it. So <laughs> no, uh, uh. He uh, is. I would. I will say Wes Craven is my favorite director, even if I don't like all of his stuff, mm-hmm. or even probably most of his stuff. I'll mm-hmm. say half. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't know. But he's like fully, fully admitted to just like doing stuff for paychecks. Yes. And stuff. So it's not like you know. But his good stuff. You can like tell what he cares about. Nightmare on Elm Street, New Nightmare, Scream One, Two, Three, and Four, um, Red Eye. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Serpent of the Rainbow. When he got it right, he People really under got the it right. stairs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. My God, shocker. Yeah, yeah shocker. Yeah, shocker, even. Shocker. We met Wes Craven. We were very fortunate. I'm, this is like the happiest thing that's that I'm so glad that ever happened was that Andrew and I met Wes Craven at a screening of Shocker. Yeah, man. Uh, talk about a silent uh, car 2009? ride. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We didn't talk for a while. After <laughs> you guys are just both stunned. I've never seen Andrew cry. And nor he, I. That made, um, but uh, I think that night uh, was pretty close. Oh, yeah. I was teary. Yeah, we didn't look at each other. No mm-hmm. eye contact. Mm-hmm. No eye contact. Yeah. Well, one of you had to keep the eyes on the road. But I love Wes Craven. And you, uh, you lived near him, him right? Yeah, well, I, when I, uh, in the summer, I would uh, visit my uh, great aunt and uncle that lived in Martha's Vineyard, and they actually lived on uh, the same street that Wes Craven lived on. Um, and so I kind of, like, knew... It wasn't until I was older that I, like, realized that that was Wes Craven. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just remember hearing that there was this, like, successful uh, filmmaker guy down the street. And oh, he was just, like, an old... If for, to, you know, he was, he was the sweetest guy, but, you know, like, you're a shitty little kid, so, like, he was the creepy, scary guy... Yeah, that was on the porch sometimes of this old creepy house, which was actually probably like a really <laughs> lovely house. But you know, the, yeah. my child eyes saw like nightmares when I looked at him, which I, you know, ironically enough, he was the king of nightmares. Yes, he he uh, is responsible for many of the nightmares I've had. But so so sweet seeming. Yeah, you know? very nice to us. When we when we went to the shocker screening, like uh, Brandon and I were sitting. 
like a few rows behind right him. Right behind him, but yeah. But like we, we could just like see him and we were just staring at him the whole time before yeah. the movie started, yeah. you know? Yeah. Wait, was it before the movie started? Uh, or did we do it right after? No, we we asked him uh, before. Okay. Yeah. So we like, you know, we, we had both brought our like Scream box sets, <laughs> you know? Just like, oh, you brought yours too, huh? You know, like, <laughs> and we also brought like a silver pen, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, to, to go over the black... <laughs> But we were the first ones to go up to him and talk to him. And he was surrounded by his, like, 25-8. Or, no. The My, my Soul to Take, take yeah. cast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and there, it was, like, oh, it was just so funny. Because we, like, went up to him and we were like, uh, excuse me, Wes Craven? Yeah, I think, because you went first, because there was no way in hell I was going to do it. Like, would you mind signing, signing, yeah, yeah, signing you were this, like, you know? But I remember you, you were like, you, you said, first of all, like, you shook his hand and you're like, you know, yeah. thank you so much you for being here. To, here. Yeah, you were like, thank you so much <laughs> for being here tonight. Like, and then he was like, absolutely. And then uh, you were like, by the way. Yeah, you're like, would you mind signing this scream box? <laughs> and he hesitated. Then, but there was, but it wasn't even a split. It was a split of a split second. Right. Uh, that he was just like, you know, hesitant, just kind of taking it in like, oh, I'm going to have to sign a bunch of shit now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because sure enough, after we both got our scream boxes signed, uh Everyone else in the audience had like where they were like pulling out like yeah, Freddy Krueger dolls. You guys opened the floodgates. <laughs> Some guy like having... unraveled a whole poster. Like they're like, oh, yeah. I guess it's cool. But oh. we were first. We were yeah, fucking we were, first. We were the first yeah. ones. Yeah. You didn't cause the fatigue. It's all those other assholes that did. Yeah, and then he was like taking pictures with everyone. And like, see, at least things. we didn't do it. We sat down quick. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You mm-hmm. know, it was like sign and get out. Mm-hmm. But uh, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Now they say don't meet your heroes, but you're glad you guys did. Oh, so oh, yeah. glad, Cause especially because you passed away, like. Last year? Yeah, last year. Was it last, last year? Last August. Yeah. Whenever it was, it was too soon. I, uh, I have, uh, I guess I can talk about it. I don't know. Well, I was working on a film at the time of Wes Craven's passing, and the DP yelled out, like, he was looking at his phone, and he was like, Wes Craven just died. Fuck. And I was just like, and you know, n- no one really said much, but I like kind of crumbled to the ground and screamed at the sky. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. yeah. Well, first I, was, I, I think the first words out of my mouth were "fuck you." Yeah. <laughs> like that guy's gonna live <laughs> to be a hundred. Yeah. 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 And then I looked at my phone. Sure enough. And then you know I text. I don't know. I talked to Andrew, and then you. I talked to you, mm-hmm. and uh, you know all that shit happened. And then uh, I was working with a very famous actress at the time. And it was like a nude scene uh, that we were filming, like literally right after that, I found that out. And like, so while that was all happening, I was just like so bummed. But some people might've been happy. But right. it was a very, but like that. So while I, you're staring at this starlet's asshole, you're just thinking Wes Craven's dead. Yes. And kinda, for some reason <laughs> yes. it ruined yes. it. Yes, um, it, it it was a beautiful love making scene, um, but uh, that had great I was sound. just all sad. So when this movie finally does come out, like I don't know, I'll show it to you guys. I'll be like, that's the scene mm-hmm. where I had just found out Wes Craven. Died. In that scene, I'm really so when you're about Wes the Craven. sounds you are hearing are the sounds captured by a a, a crumbled man. Wow, powerful, it's yeah. poetic. Yeah, I bet it's it added to the scene. I think it did. I think that that movie will forever have this darkness and sadness to it. Um, 
Well, I can't wait for it to come out so that you can say that it's that and and we can find out. Yeah. But I love Scream. As do I. So do I. Um, yeah. I don't know. I mean, I, I, could, I could stretch this conversation out for about <laughs> another hour. So that's been Pizza Under the Stairs. <laughs> Uh, I, uh, I, I think that it's interesting that it took this amount of time, this many episodes for us to get to your love of Scream. Yeah, I don't know. We've like briefly mentioned it, I'm sure, right? Yeah, I think every episode, like, one of us goes, Scream is the best fucking movie ever made. Yeah. But like, yeah. But, but we, but we, but we really, uh, you know, put a, put a magnifying glass to it. And I think we learned something. I mean, you know, because I think that, um... To be honest, when I first heard that uh, Scream was your favorite movie, I was like, really? Not because it's not uh, like a great movie. No, I get that reaction every time I say it. And, and so for me, it took me a little while to swallow it because I feel like for a movie to become your favorite movie, it has to like kind of teach you something. And, uh, and the fact that it taught you to be self-aware... I think actually does make that like a legitimately valuable lesson to like live by. Oh yeah, I mean I think uh, it taught me pretty much everything I need to know about film, from scoring to suspense to comedy to self awareness to to the genre to, that to visual like you just everything. It was just I think any movie can do that for mm-hmm. you. Like I Norbit is the movie that like just touches you in some way that. Most people can't, but it does you like hell. Yeah, there's no wrong answer. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, if you look at Star Wars, uh, you know, those aren't like the best movies ever made. But that's to, why George to, Lucas has to keep fixing them. Too too many they are. You know, like it's their favorite you know, it's mm-hmm. a religion. Mm-hmm. And like you know, I get that because Scream is that movie for me. And uh I wouldn't want to take that away from anyone whose favorite movie is something that isn't mine Mm. because I understand at least the obsession part. If you, like, truly actually, like, love something, you know. Amen. (laughs) Namaste. Yeah. So thank you guys for joining us for the uh, special extra spooky... Halloween episode that really ended up just kind of being a normal but nice episode yeah, yeah. of uh, Pete's Under the Stairs where, you know, we just talk about all the things that you talk about with your friends when you're hanging out, eating pizza uh, in the basement and or, or wherever and eating whatever. But uh, that's what we do here. That's what we did tonight. And thank you for listening. Hell yeah. If you have any, uh, if you have any questions, um, uh, feel free to email us at pizzaunderthestairs at gmail.com. Uh, follow us on Twitter at Pizza Stairs. That is our Twitter handle. P-I-Z-Z-A-S-T-A-I-R-S. S-T-A-I-R-S. Yes. Pizza Stairs. And uh, we're on Facebook, you know, facebook.com slash pizzaunderthestairs. Just type in Pizza Under the Stairs and you'll find us somewhere. Yeah, yeah. Uh, subscribe <laughs> to us on iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud. Hashtag blah, 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 We're, technology. We make ourselves as available as we possibly can. Yeah, social media.